0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Turn to This podcast as we take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Muzz is back. Muzz, can you confirm that you were or were not at Hart Hill service station with a trench coat and a pair of binoculars, as somebody may have speculated last week. James is speculating that you were out searching for journeyman spots in the week last week, hence your ah. absence on the podcast. James, you will?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, cheers.
0: Good. Good. We're actually, done all right views wise without you much, so
1: I'll just shoot off them. Nah. <laughs> um,
0: is that a cappuccino?
1: I just saw you drinking as well. There, was that? Uh, it's an espresso. All oh, right,
0: it's not a big view now, new big, <laughs> sorry,
1: official Cluedo uh, merchandise as well. Professor Plum, and then matching there, uh, it's a lottery which uh saucer you choose. So, I've got Professor Plum in the dining room. What's the right.
0: weapon? Where does the weapon come in? Oh, that's so sort of, he's that's, the one holding the mug.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> actually uh I wouldn't call it a mug, James. You're in a mug if anyone is that's more of a I don't know what you'd call a cup. Yeah, let's see. a uh, uh, candlestick.
0: ah oh, so the candle the weapon comes as a, a jewel with the room on the saucer. Yeah. Enough. So thanks to very much for those that have, uh, are watching and that have continued to watch for the last minute. Um as always, um it will get better. <laughs> slight chance it may get better so as always uh, any thoughts or feedback on anything football or Muzzy's um, cup and saucer combinations you can get in touch with us in the comments in this video on YouTube or on Twitter at Turnstiles there for those that prefer um, listening to watching you have no clue what we were just uh, talking about that Muzz showed us there but you can also get us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts Muzz we weren't, uh, obviously, you were conspicuous by your absence last week. One of the things that we touched on was Gus McPherson and David Hopkin coming in. new roles. Quick thoughts on that, since we didn't get you your into worth last week.
1: Yeah, um, Hopkin was quite widely, sorry, widely touted uh, amongst a few names, um, but it sort of came down to a two-horse race, I think, with him and McIntyre, and uh, so far, so good, Um
0: yeah, good one. reliable yeah. reliable
1: pair of hands and I think the way air were uh, spiraling uh, out, out of uh, not out of control but um you know they were losing form rapidly um, I think David Hopkins the kind of guy that's going to come in and uh, certainly sol- solidify things to start with and then build from there so um I think things like that you know that cup result they had the other day such a convincing win that's that's Tricky to go up to Elgin. I know mm-hmm. they've been out of practice for a wee bit, but um, just the signs are signs are pretty good so far. And uh, Gus McPherson again wasn't quite expecting that one as much, but again, it's so far so good. Uh, ever so slight Im- improvements and experience as well, good contacts. So
0: we we, we uh, mentioned last week that you were at. Martin, here yeah, weren't you and you'd seen Gus McPherson and we were speculating if he was interested in their job but we did query last week I've seen him it just triggered the Morton chairman to potentially uh, decide to reach for the phone as well because obviously alone of the back of a win wasn't it was he against Inverness I think it was 1-0 obviously McPherson then came in but do you think the the chairman was maybe just having a wee look over his shoulder at almost a resurgent Arbroath and and just thinking he needs to kind of double down and make sure that they, they don't get find himself in trouble at the end of the season?
1: Yeah, possibly. Um, definitely that. Um McAlone, hadn't disgraced himself at all. Um, but maybe just for that security purposes, yeah, for exactly the reasons you say the type, you know, someone like Gus McPherson again, I hate that cliche bit, safe pair of hands it is.
0: What result from last night, uh James, all be on penalties, but getting through against them fairly.
2: Yeah, um for games in the past, it have been relatively stuffy. It's no surprise that this one was was also down a similar sort of sort you of could, manner, you could have but got, it Should
0: have been a safe bet, wasn't it, for it to go to
2: penalties? That one, yeah. And if there were penalty, penalties in the leagues, uh, uh, penalties in the league, I think it would have gone the same way because it is it is a shootout when those two teams play each other. Not in the sense that they're both just going to ban goals and one of them's going to come out at the end. It's it's a lottery because they're both they're both pretty similar. Um, it seems like more. Um, Dunfermline are a a wee step above just now in terms of their ability to perform a relatively similar game plan, just just to have a slightly better standard across the Mm -hmm. course of a season. But at the same time, um, cup progression um, is always a good thing. And, you know, it means if if you're out against a similar level of, of opponent, it's not too big a hurt, especially when, to be fair, both teams involved really could be doing with taking an eye off the cup and going... You know, it's probably probably league territory here, but for either team, a league a league run would be good or a cup run would be good. So mm-hmm. you know, winners and losers both senses. Uh, you don't come away from that, probably too disappointed if you're either team.
0: Yeah, more unrewarded, must with a glamour tie away. Uh maybe get games a cappuccino actually away, he's five. Uh <laughs> so you know, you wonder if if Crawford like Jim says is maybe got more than half an eye on the league because obviously they've got a big game coming up on Saturday and they're kind of, they're not smiling because they've, they've lost, I think, I think they lost the last one, but they won the one before that. So he's maybe had half an eye on an eye the, the league when he's gone in that game last night.
1: Uh, possibly, possibly because um, the league form for Dunfermline has been a concern of late recently and mm. last night was summed up recently how they've been stuffy. Unable to find goals, Uh, surprisingly, let Kyle Turner go. uh,
0: More on him him in the league one episode.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'm not touching that. But from a championship point of view, um, a lot of fans widely uh, unanimous that he was one of their best midfielders and um, he's got goals in him as well. He's got that creative edge to him. So whatever's gone on there, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I, I. I don't. I don't really. I don't always buy that. That they've got one. You know, I, I don't think grinding it and it will more and throws shows you that you've thrown in the towel no, or in no. the cup. But but I know what you're saying. I don't think anyone's going into
2: that game playing to draw it and then playing to come out and you know you lose and come out of the cup but go oh no we played so well and we've avoided a trip to East Fife like nobody wants to come out but it's maybe one of the ones that that when you're in in the next day reflecting on it going. You know what, actually, it's not, like, there's no inquiries. It's just one of those, aye, fine, it is what it is.
0: He's almost went quite an experimental team, you know, I was looking at it. he's got that relatively stable back four that he's gone with kind of Comrie, Mayo, Murray, and Edwards across the back, and then Whitaker, Holding. But then in some sort of shape, the five ahead of him were Todd, O'Hara, McManus, McCann, and McEnroy. So he's gone attacking, is not he? With O'Hara, McManus, and McCann, and they've still not scored. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I think that, that proves that he's, he was taking it seriously um, mm-hmm. when he's going um, going uh, for guns like that. But, it's yeah, there's there's issues there about finding the net, isn't it? It's funny how some teams go go through that. Aberdeen have gone through that recently in the SPL. Yeah. They've, they've, they've tried Wraith to address it. Waith as well, aren't they? Wraith are struggling to buy a whole now as well
0: in the league. And you know? they've, they've,
1: they've tried to address it, and if you look at those three examples, Dunfermline brought in... Uh, White and already got yeah. uh, O'Hara, McManus, Murray, as you say, Thomas. Aberdeen went and signed uh, three strikers in the January transfer yeah. window. One goal in on the last
0: four don't fit
1: and Aye. And, we, and Wraith's, uh we know how top-heavy they are. We've discussed mm. that. and So it's not as if they're not trying to address it. It's maybe it's coming from further down the pitch.
0: Uh, maybe maybe need some creativity a la Kel Turner uh, I think what what Muzz has
1: touched on there I think is worth noting as
2: well because you know we don't really focus on the Premiership that much but if or or at all really but if you lose Cosgrove and you get a bit of money in I always wonder what's the value in going and buying or going and signing three more players and to bring it then back down the leagues Muzz and I were talking when you were in about Andy about Wraith have gone and got Keaton's again like There's no point in going, oh, we've lost one good player. So what we're going to do is we're going to stack ourselves with 10 other players who can play in their position. Because you can still only play one at a time.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: what you want to do is if you're making money off Cosgrove to go back to the Aberdeen one, go and get someone who's of a a decent quality and reinvest that money into a a similar player at Cosgrove, obviously not as good, maybe pay higher wages, maybe pay a fee, and then maybe replace someone around them who can supplement with assists and goals. Same things. Why are you going to get Keaton's? Just to add to your numbers, because you're talking about five attacking players there next season. How many folk are you going to drop in? Who's like who's going to come out of that to be replaced by So Who's going to who else are they going to sign? Because they can't kind of now be like, well, our attacking business is finished. It's just it's just something that I've never never really understood.
0: Yeah, some teams look at it, don't they, and that, oh, we've lost a striker that scored fifteen. We can't replace him with another fifteen goal striker, so let's sign three boys that will score five. But like you say, that's three places in the team as opposed to one place that that the striker took up. Um, so just on Dunfermline, very briefly, they obviously travel to Ra- uh, Dundee Saturday night, actually, it's on the telly, isn't it? Um, and then they play Wraith on the Tuesday, which again is on the TV, which a couple of good games coming up. Um, that's massive for them as going to Dundee, isn't it? Because there's three teams on 30 points in that championship. Uh, albeit Dunfermline have got a game in hand, but it's getting tasty, isn't it? And then there's two points, three but two teams that are, that are three points behind them.
1: Yeah, all these are fast becoming must win games, especially uh, brilliant, isn't it? The short, uh, short
0: especially
1: season, the, unbelievable. you know, the prospect of a, a shortened season, like you say. So yeah, what you're looking at anyone from really Greenock Martin, maybe I, can't, yeah, I was to, gonna say
0: you can not rule them out. You can't rule them uh, out five points nah,
1: uh, uh, nah. off. and our our especially with that win against Queen of the South, they're like, wow we're back in business. And the Hopkins, yeah. They were stinking the place out against Air in that game. I was. At, mm-hmm. I have to admit. I mean, it might have been a bad day, but um, it was. It was a really like difficult performance to watch, to say the least. And Air were Air were fighting for their lives as well. Um, a lot of time wasting tactics and things like that. So, but yeah, I mean, I think our both can consider themselves maybe just out of it. I mean, it's like that close that three points and mm-hmm. versus the amount of games left. Um, they're yeah. probably just out of it. I, you know, I would say anyone from eighth up has got a fine chance.
0: How's it happened not- that um, Dunfermline have got two games in hand on Cali? I'm sure it was just the other week we were saying, oh, Cali Fisal have only played the eight games. They've got how are they going to make these up? But all of a us- sudden they've, got, I, they've, they've got, got game
2: week sixteen to catch up on after game week twenty four or something. Which I think it might be that Dundee fixture that was cancelled.
0: It's got Dundee was- and,
2: and Dundee I, were, were cancelling games willy nilly. So. They've certainly got a game week 16 that they're now
1: playing game week 20-odd. Inverness have banged out a lot of midweek games recently as well. Like Neil McCann's on his like sixth or seventh game already, and it seems like last week he was appointed.
0: Billy Dodds seems to have been the catalyst, doesn't he, for a wee bit of an upturn and form up there in Inverness, because they were toiling. What was that thought. game that was on the telly? Wraith, no, nil. No. Horrendous game, wasn't it? Friday night game, a couple of mm. weeks back. And I think yeah. Dodds went in the week after that. Or the, the couple of days after that and since then they've actually turned out a bit of a corner so it, McCann's was chat about his man management isn't there so maybe they needed that the players needed that link between the manager and, and themselves and Billy Dodds has provided that because I think he's quite a kind of player friendly assistant from from what I've heard
1: mm. um, and I think Dunfermline were the right team to play at the right time talking about the form they're on and um, and that albeit a narrow win for Inverness, but yeah, I agree with that. It seems to have coincided with, with Dodds' arrival.
0: I was actually at the Aloa uh, Dundee game last week, uh, the Friday night game, it was, and Dundee actually looked decent, James. You know, that they played 442. Um, but it was like an old school four four-two. They had McMullen and, Mac- and McDade kind of wide, a front two. It was definitely a front two. There was no dropping in. It was a front two of Mullen and Cummings. And it was McGowan and Anderson kind of sitting, and even the fullbacks Christie and Marshall were, were bombing on as well. They, so they were open, but they looked good. I'd maybe fancy them to do something against them. Fairman, I know I've been saying this since pre-season, but they look they look alright to be fair just now.
2: Yeah, um, and a couple of weeks back I was at, at the Dundee Hearts game as well, or Hearts Dundee, I should say. Um, and there were definite elements of them them trying to do something, uh, trying to. <laughs> You know, hearts are there to be got at. And you could see that Dundee, it's hard to describe what the they were trying to do because there was a definite game plan. But I think I messaged you afterwards just being like, I would be very annoyed to be in that Dundee team because, you know, there's some ideas being put out there that half the team seem to be buying into, but the other half either aren't or just are confused by it. And I don't know maybe if it is that change because they're playing four-four-two when I saw them as well. Um, and the example I used when I, when I messaged you was like, the Harts boys have gone at the back and they're just passing it about. And like James, uh, Jason Cummins has gone to press it, just sort of rolled it by him. He's gone steaming past and he turns around expecting like a second wave of press or the second man in, third man in, and there's nobody there. So then he's having to come back round and then press where that ball's going. And then all of a sudden Danny Mullins, like, oh, maybe I should actually go and chase this down. And Jason Cummins has blown out his arse when he should have been in, like, they should have been involved from the start. So, like mm-hmm. I said, it seems like. They are they're maybe going to this 442 and they're trying to get forward and trying to play. And half the team are are either there already and buying in or they understand what they're meant to be doing. And the other half are maybe not coming round to it as quickly. So so you just wonder, like they've been consistent in terms of management and almost consistent in terms mm-hmm. of players, mm-hmm. but you just wonder, like, is it is it too late to try and too late to try and bring some spark? But you know, they did they did they do seem livelier perhaps than they did before. Um, and that's perhaps down to a relatively lethargic hearts team that, that played okay but not brilliantly. Um, I think
0: I think Paul McMullen obviously signed in January uh, Muzz, mm-hmm. and he's one assist off being a top assist maker in the championship. So he's had an impact, does not he? Mm-hmm. He seems like one of those players that um, like thrives almost like Jordan Rhodes down, I feel like thrives in the championship, but when they step up to premiership, when it's a wee bit more physical and Starkey kind of toils a wee bit, but that's been a good yeah. addition, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. And the, the sort of revival of McDade on the other side
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well, because um, he
0: had a loan, didn't he? Agreed mm, to partick, yeah. and then Dundee actually said, actually, he's playing quite well, so <laughs> we're keeping yeah, up. And,
1: and, yeah. And I think that McDade's obviously going to prove himself in training and, and recent performances that I don't need to drop down to that level. I can offer something mm-hmm. here, which um is widely accepted that he could
0: I liked him at the like
1: the level, just the, Yeah, just needed the chance. And so I think, yeah, that's um what an impact you know that is from McMullen to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it is maybe to do, do well. with
2: um uh, maybe a change in system and how they play because they definitely seemed like they were you know, Hearts had four strung across the back, and it definitely seemed like Dundee had two wingers up on the fullbacks, mm-hmm. two strikers on the centre half. So, you know, you're talking about it being a 4 two, but we've said before, like, formations didn't actually really matter for much unless you're at kickoff. But if you are going, it's almost 4 to 4 and they've just got the two midfielders just sitting there, and then they've gone right up. So if you're talking about McMullen and McDade getting the ball Or winning the ball higher up the park, and their centre forwards are already there, they're maybe easier to make those connections. And it's a system that suits McDade and McMillan's getting, you know, Mm -hmm. an assist away from being
1: top assist in the championship. I think it's
0: actually Charlie Adam that's top, but what I liked, I think think dropping
1: on that, Andy, I think dropping Adam is can think you know, making moves like that can sometimes help because sometimes, like. Dropping the old heads and in a league where and like the lower leagues where there's there's so much, um there's so much high intensity pressing, mm-hmm. and uh, players don't have any time in the ball, you know as talented a player as Charlie Adam is, sometimes maybe taking him out the frame, and putting legs in the midfield mm-hmm. with Anderson and McGowan, uh, guys like that just I know um it just sometimes that can just
0: it, it uh, just,
1: just reinvigorate things. I mean obviously you were at the game but. To, to to be to be toiling and then suddenly hit Aloe with three 0 Who you know who have not been too far off at themselves, Aloua, despite mm-hmm. being able to pick up
0: points. It was two set pieces, which and Andy Graham was marking Ashcroft for both, which is very on Aloe like and on Andy Graham like. But like you say, Mars, we've spoken about it for months now. That Aloe midfield, that they kind of pop it, don't they round you? So you need legs in there to kind of latch on and press them and stuff. And Anderson did that very well. He, he's looking good actually.
2: Um, Who was but, playing centre mid, Andy, was
0: it? Anderson and, Anderson. and McGowan, aye. Yeah. And,
2: uh, I, I wonder as well that, that partially... I was surprised that Sean Byrne wasn't starting, but I, I wondered if he maybe can be a bit too off the leash and just ball I hunt. Know, oh, I, but, I, but I think as well that if you're playing Adam and a mug like me gets the ball, and I'm like, oh, I don't really know how to break this team down, I'm just going to be like, well, Charlie Adam's class, so... Just give it to him, and you can almost play like saying, You can play a wee bit conservative because you've got that old head who can zing a ball basically anywhere he wants. But mm-hmm. if he's not on his game, and there's other players that are maybe having to pick up the mantle and share out the creativity, maybe that's why we're seeing some other players.
0: Um, yeah, no, Anderson took his go well, and um, and you're right. Maybe Burn didn't play because if he's he's the type that will properly press, and if you overcommit, I'll Hetherington and Grant. I'll just kind of pop it around you, but. Um, two good options to have on the bench and what they actually did was um, both of them came on um, in the game but so Byrne came on first for McGowan and then Adam came on but he came on for Cummins and just kind of mm-hmm. they, were, they were winning at this they just kind of parked themselves almost like the quarterback <laughs> and just kind of sprayed it um, they almost went like four one four one type thing um, but no they looked good I'm looking forward to them uh, playing them for them I think that'll be a good game um, but I can't actually be, believe we're this far in and we've not mentioned Sir Robert of Nielsen um, and what happened against Broader Rangers. Um, unbelievable because the team he put out is still decent, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, like I mean, Gordon was out of the equation, but and, and Halliday that played was, that, Premiership
0: last season though.
1: I know I that, that I mean that was the only two emissions I, I could think of. That that have been regular members. And King,
0: Kingsley's injured, wasn't he? I think that that yeah. was a three. Uh,
1: yeah, Kingsley as well. And but you know it's still come on. It's more than a good enough uh, starting lineup um, to 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 beat and I think it's it's just like there, there's so many Championship games that have gone like that for them this season, where they've just done enough to edge it. And and <laughs> that kind of that kind of result could have happened anywhere in the Championship for Hearts this season. Sixteen points clear, plus twenty-seven goal difference, but that they seem to be getting picked up for toiling. And, and when, like, I think that I think the kind of melt meltdown from the Hearts fans has been far far too over the top. Um, and when I think like getting out the league is is the priority yeah. by Hooker by Crook. They're they're going to do it still. You know what? What are you? What are you? What are your expectations? You know.
0: I was actually hoping
1: that. One I, th- I, is- th- I think they're I, I think their
2: anger at Robbie Nielsen is that it's a it's like a cathartic sort of it's a vehicle for them to say actually our league form's tight as well and no we're out the cup and you can sort of bang your fists and kick off and we shouldn't be getting put out to a team that's miles below us and we shouldn't be getting put out when we're putting out a relatively strong team and actually you can get all your anger out about how some of your league form is terrible and just use the cup as as almost an excuse but it, as someone who's not a hearts fan the the gap between Broader rangers and hearts or Broader rangers in the championship full stop isn't actually as big as it could be the pyramid makes it seem massive Is there you count every single team in between them but it's the, the the gap's not
0: huge here's here's a stat okay so points per game right in the league this season they've got 2.19 Points per game, so we'll call it two point two or round it up. Last season, Dundee United, when they won the league, two point one. When Ross County won the league, one point nine, and when Jack Ross's St Mirren, who everyone loves Jack Ross, two point zero six points per game. So his Hearts team this season, Nielsen's Hearts, team, has got more points per game than Jack Ross's St Mirren team, and Hearts fans are criticizing the league for. Him.
2: I think well, James is, what was James is, what was it right? What was it like first time around for Nielsen when he when he got them out? Because that's that's what lives in Hearts fans' memories.
1: I we strode this.
2: We strode this league. We should be getting back out. No no concern about it. It's probably a stronger overall league because when Hearts came out, there was definitely one or two players who could be pushing you. But just now, you look how tight it is. With how many points there are, how many folk are sitting roughly on the thirty pointer or. Mud's saying you're going down to eighth position could get themselves into the playoffs. So Hearts fans will be looking, I would guess, at a team that romped it, going, "Well, we did this last time, so why can we not do it now?" And we've got better players because.
0: they Hawkins was oh, one on pa- step for on the paper. Scotland on paper,
1: squad. On paper, though, they are romping it. I mean, they're I know, not. Yeah. They're not. They're not smashing teams week in week out, but they're, they're mm. sixteen points clear. And I think you're absolutely spot on, James. When Hearts fan, when you say Hearts fans are like. Harboring like they're still harboring resentment from from re, the relegation last season, and Nielsen used that in his interview, and I think to an extent it's a wee bit of a deflection on Nielsen's part to try and blame that for this result, which ice as an isolated result was a massive upset, and you know not not really what you would deem acceptable as a Hearts fan. I can I can totally understand that. Two
0: point five points again they got the last time so. More. By by comparison. Yeah, no. But
2: But it's not a massive one. And like Mazda's saying, they are they are dominant this season. But I think it is that resentment and the fact that the players that he's he's putting out did quite poorly in the premiership. Like I'm I'm of the opinion that they should have gone down because all the all the, the pundits are going around saying, Oh, that Hearts team was good enough to get out of the relegation battle. Except they weren't they, because they got into that battle in the first place. So yeah, the whole coronavirus thing obviously stitched them up in terms of ensuring they went down without really a fight. But a lot of are claiming it's the same players with the same mentality that then carries in. So, of course, they're going to crumble at any adversity in the cup. But any but this, team that gets relegated doesn't go to clean clean slate it and go, well, let's get some, some new players in. Because we spoke about it Maz, as well, saying that you can't have it both ways. You can't say we're a premiership team and then cry when... You're not a premiership team, and go. Oh, it's the same losing mentality. It's yeah, like, it's bananas as, for me.
1: Yeah, as a, as an like, I can't get my head around somebody wanting the manager out, whatever league you're in, when you're when you're mm-hmm. that far that far clear. Like, how entitled is that? And how you know you know how like just slow down. Do you know what I mean? Get you know at least it should be just get back up by hook or by foot, whether it's via playoffs, get back up. you know. There's no chance, surely, that the board are going to like act on this no. unrest from the fans and pull the trigger on a manager who uh, is 99.9% going to get them back into the Premier League next season. What does
0: season... it say, Muds, for his, <clears throat> for his recruitment that he signed Elliot Freer, who's a winger? Now, last night he'd made two subs. Elliot Freer's still on the bench and he doesn't bring him on. But he keeps on A.D. White, Peter Haran, Berra, uh, Irvin, Walker, and Elliot Fear a winger. he's signed can't get on when they need a goal, and he's got an- another sub to make. Does that suggest he- he's not good enough? Mm. Worst case, you'd surely throw him at left back and tell yeah. him just to like push on. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Or you you throw him on to try and salvage uh, an equaliser, or mm-hmm. try and go for, go for the go Does for that, the, that straight away the is win at one recruitment? Won.
0: I think that's the biggest maybe. thing Because uh, I, I, I was going to back next right? Because they're doing all right in the league. They've, they beat Hibs in the Scottish Cup semi, whichever needs to remember as well. They took Celtic to penalties. I think for me, the, this weakness has been his recruitment because he's brought in Roberts, who'd done nothing, went to Motherwell, looking decent. Because that's I, I saw Motherwell, got legal, looking decent. Three, I can't get off the bench. Halliday.
1: Yeah. And he, and he persists, persists that with that clearly. Yeah. He yeah, like, persists with a clearly, maybe not fit, Makai Stephen as well, or not on former. Mm-hmm. So there's there's an element of tactical stubbornness, which you know you can you can you can under you can you, I think you can forgive fans for that because yeah I agree with that. We've questioned Halliday's uh, inclusion in that team every every week really, um, and he's not he's not for changing too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right in the sense that he's brought these players in, but you look at Castanier, who's pretty much started every game since he signed as well. So Mm-hmm. He's, he is, he's back in his recruitment to, to an extent, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's a it's a squad that's full of it's it's like the best squad in the league by by a mile as well. And we talked about you can't fill every position. So is he signing these guys just for security, for strength, and numbers? Um, not always with with them starting in mind. I, you know, I don't know, but.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there, probably- there's a lot
2: of competi- well, There, there could have been a lot of competitions to compete on as well. So, you want to have these players playing on every front available. So, you you do want a good squad rotation, which I think is a fair point from us. But at the same time, if you're going to rotate your squad, then rotate your squad because you're then asking Elliot Freer, who's not played an X amount of games, to come on when you need them. And a, mm-hmm. cup, a cup game against Broad Rangers would be ideal time to get them a to get him a run out, but but I think this does a disservice across basically all parts of the media for it to all be about. It's always the same when you play a bigger team, all it would be about Nielsen out, because Broader Rangers, by all accounts, seem to deserve it. Mm-hmm. Or was it, Or do we think it's a smashing grab and it's all been a capitulation on Hearts?
0: Hearts obviously had more chances, but I think I said to you earlier, James, you're know you you're watching it and you're, you're seeing the scores coming in and at 1-0 you're thinking, oh, bro, I need to hold on to this. And then automatically, as soon as Hearts equalise, you're thinking game over. Like Hearts will go on and get one. You know, brother, haven't played. The fitness isn't going to be as good. They're maybe going to psychologically crumble, having held a clean sheet for so long. But then for them, just to go back up and score again. Although I think it was potentially a slight mistake from Ross Stewart involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, great comeback from from them. Um, so I, I don't think it was a smash and grab by any means. Um, I Know that hearts will probably be done to death elsewhere, so I just want to quickly touch on before I get some quick predictions for you for the weekend. This point was all for our both months, uh, because I think it's a trip to Celtic, isn't it? That, that they would have had, but beaten by Falkirk,
1: yeah, aye. yeah, and uh, unfortunately, a, a big error from uh, well, no, that was that was a Falkirk, uh, that was our growth school, sorry, yeah, much, yeah. yeah,
0: that that was and, and our Broth went relatively strong, had. didn't it? It was three of the Arrow slash Arsenal back four. Uh, Hamilton played Bobby Lynn got a nasty injury, I think, got stretched off, which could be a big blow for them.
1: Yeah, um it was it was a, a frustrating result for them. But I think if you're gonna name a team um that would have one eye on the, the league and staying in the league, it's our growth. Mm-hmm. So um not not again, not to say that they wouldn't take that competition seriously. Um, and Falkirk, you know...
0: Kudos to Miller slash McCarkin. Top, top of the league. Downs, Downs Salmon and Francis. Just the whole starting.
1: <laughs> aye, aye, yeah. Um, Falkirk as well, top of the league, although coming out of, uh, coming out of the, the break as well without too much competitive action
0: mm-hmm. made,
1: made that bit, a bit more of a surprise result. But I, I think, and ter- from an both point of view, brilliant result against Hearts in the league the week before um, with, with, with that 0-0 draw. And uh, just going on, going on like what 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 you're hearing from Dick Campbell in various interviews recently and things like that. Just staying in the league is just their absolute number mm-hmm. one priority. So keeping out of a cup competition, I don't. They'll be disappointed definitely to miss out in the Celtic game, obviously. But um, the bread and butter is just yeah. yeah, stay in that division.
2: And I know just you, Keith, speaking most to, to to what you'd said earlier about going maybe down to eighth position, so down to Morton. To, to be in the playoffs to be promoted what, where do you think it stops like where do you think the, the cutoff is for people being safe from potential relegation do you think it's at uh, like Inverness you, on five you, points ahead or are we going eight points up to, to Wraith
1: I know I don't, got, I don't uh, know it, I, it, I think it's, it's, it's going to
0: be six games to go in at real estate
1: th- yeah I think I think I think you're looking at area United downwards but um Queen of the South and Inverness, and Queen of the South. I think they could hit a losing streak as quickly as they as, as they've like as they hit that winning streak. They're
0: but... away to tiny, aren't they? And the Hearts need to have reaction. They're away to tiny on Saturday. Uh, Aye, to be fair I mean, as
2: well, Moz, I wonder. Like you're saying, that if Queen of the South do hit a, a nutty streak, if our both play them, that's a potential many point swing there that could coincide with Queen of the South slip because mm-hmm. that could be our both picking up. Three points, which would take them within two of Queen of the South, with a potential, potential rammy, So,
0: our Brofs last game's is Morton at home, so they only need to be within two of Morton to claw them back on the last day, don't they? Whether well, and um, just before the predictions, Maz, I know you keep a wee eye on Inverness, and they made a few changes, didn't they? Although still relatively strong last night, um, I think uh, still a D's playing. Didn't they? Welsh played? Mackay played? Keaton's played? But yeah, they were kind of great. run close, weren't they? But yeah,
1: um, it was a it was a bit like it was sort of the Bucky went toe toe with them, yeah. But like you say, In- Inverness took it took it seriously. Um you
0: think when high... Keaton scores after three, Bucky did well not after three minutes, Bucky did well not to capitulate, okay. didn't
1: he? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Inverness did equally well to come back to two all after conceding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and they, they showed they, you know, they showed the. Uh, they just notched it up a gear, I think, and uh, yeah, it's a, a good result to set up. They had they had the motivation of the of the Highland Derby as well. Um, uh, it's so. on the telly
0: now, isn't it, that one, which will be decent, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do then is just to round off, we're going to get predictions um, to see how we go. There's some tasty games. We say this every week, but given what's transpired midweek, uh, with the card there's some really good games actually I think I think it's a very decent card um, so game of the actually they all could be game of the day but the big one that we just touched on there, Hearts hosting Queen of the South, obviously Queen of the South relatively decent form to that loss against Morton um, last weekend uh, or in the 20th sorry um, how you see that one because Hearts need to bounce back don't
1: they yeah um, I don't know I think Harts uh, will, will toil again.
0: This is going to tell you a lot about the players and their relationship with Nielsen, I think, because he needs Aye. a good performance here.
1: Yeah, I think I Harts think, I think will... They'll, they'll, I don't, I say they'll toil, but, you know, Queen of the South, unpredictable at the moment. They're going to go 4-1-4-1, 4-1, 4-1, aren't they,
0: Queen of the South, to, and just try and be stodgy, I think.
1: Yeah, um, with Obelide sitting in the middle there. I think they'll frustrate Hearts. In between you know him, him sitting in between the, the two banks of four, yeah. and uh, with shields back, they've got a goal threat up the top as well. So they could, you know, I don't know, they could steal it. I, like, it wouldn't, it would not blow my mind if Queen of the South sort of took that one 2 and Hearts continued to. Is that what you're to,
0: going for? Are you going for Queen of the South?
1: No, I'm going for, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna settle on a draw.
0: I'm going to back Hearts. I think that, that I'm backing you, Buzz. I think that I think they're
1: <laughs> I was going to say I think I think Hearts will be
2: held. Like I think Queen of the South will hold Hearts to draw. But I actually think it'll be a an earned draw from both of them. I don't think like Queen of the South will be lucky to get that draw. I think, like you've touched on, I think the draws the draws well doable for for Queen of the South because much as Hearts need to get back on track, as do Queen of the South. They've had a bit of a bit of a rough patch and. They've always they've got it in them. Queen of the uh, South, the players have got it at, at both
1: ends. Yeah, I think that that's like that's not the team Hearts want to face at the moment when they're trying to bounce back. Just the type of type of team Queen of the South are and to kind of form their own in the moment. But I still expect that eventually Hearts to you know win the win the division by like the same kind of points gap that they are. But I just think that particular fixture is not going to be is not ideal for them. And I'm going. to, That's why I'm saying a draw. But.
0: Okay, Aloha host Air um, on Saturday as well. What's your thoughts on that one, James? Just a result.
2: Um, I'd like to see Air get. This is more than just a result. I'd like to see her get a get a decent performance in. So I will go Air, but that's one of the more. You know, Aloha needs something from it, but it's, it's also got the potential to be one of just the, the nothing games that goes on. I uh, think the
0: Hopkins Revolution match is on. You know, good, good win up in Elgin. They're scoring goals. He's got McCown firing away. But
2: yeah, I'm backing here. But but by the, the nothing sort of game, it's I don't think it's one that's going to have much excitement. It's almost run of the mill for me, uh, just an air win because I'm
0: going for air. I think there's goals in that. Muzz? I think
1: here as well. But I would I would love Alloa to win because um, if Martin lose, then it's absolute game on down the bottom as well.
0: Um, Moving on to Morton, then, they travel to Golshai Wraith. I'm going to back a uh, draw on this one. What are you saying? Draw as well. James?
2: Um, I think I'll go Morton because pff, Wraith need to start scoring and Morton's a team that don't like people scoring against them. So
0: Fair enough. Um, last, the last two then. Cali Thistle host Broth. That's nice. Muzz, what are you saying to that? That's... I don't know <laughs> we'll come back um, to you
1: James
2: yeah yeah shoot out. Um uh draw if you're putting me on the spot which I feel like we are um, our uh, both need points Verness on form
0: I think our both will bounce back with a point as well Muzz
1: yeah I'll, I'll, I'll stick on that I mean you, you could potentially see five draws across the board here
0: and yeah there's game, arguments to be made all over Last yeah. game, which I think is going to be a cracker on the telly. Dundee hosting Dunfermline. I'm going Dundee.
1: Yeah, Dundee for me to just just because of Dunfermline's goal shy yeah. exploits of late.
2: James. Yes, yeah. In my head, I'm saying Dunfermline, but I've just condemned Wraith for not scoring any goals, and I'm I'm going to back Dunfermline for for completely the same reason. Um, I just Dundee's consistency gives me a wee bit of a worry, so I will I will just go Dunfermline just to. Don't spice salmon. things up. Yeah,
0: done fair, Okay, so that runs up. Thank you very much for joining. As always, thoughts and feedback, particularly from Hearts fans, we be much appreciated in the comments underneath this video on YouTube. Um, new content every week, Thursday 12 noon. You can get us on Twitter at Turnstiles uh, there or um Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you prefer listening to watching. Thanks very much for joining and we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Cheers.